Welcome back to another episode of Hustle and Soul. This is now season number two, and we're doing things very differently this time. Now it's, as you can see, it's daylight. Um, the setup is a little bit different. Uh, we have an actual guest today. It's not just me and Arlene. Arlene's actually gonna take lead with our special guest. And with the help of Movie Magic, we will introduce Arlene and her guest right now. We're back. So I'm taking over Barry's seat today. Barry's just watching. <laughs> And my friend Hi. Edna's here. Hi. Nice to meet everyone. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, I'm excited Arlene. too, of course. So um, we're doing things a little bit different this season. Um, for season two, we really want to bring the hustle um, to our show. And we want to bring more guests. And I chose Edna. Um, Barry will have his own guests later at some point. But I chose Edna because she's a very inspiring person. And she is a life coach. Um, so I think your story is very inspiring. Um, we both met at grad school. I'm a little nervous because I'm in like very seat. So this is awkward for me. Um, but we met in grad school. Yes. Um, we'll talk about our story and how we met a little bit. Um, but we met in grad school and I think it was a little bit weird in the beginning. Um, but me and you hit it off really good, um, really well once we started talking and getting to know each other. And like I said, your story is super inspiring. Um, in the show, I do mention a lot how I, um, I'm i super proud to be Latina. Um, both Barry and I are super proud to be Latino. So to know other people who are really putting in the work and helping out the community is something that we wanted to highlight. So you're here now. Yes. So let just tell yeah. us a little bit about you um, and I'll kind of just like ask you questions and interrupt when I feel like I want to like get more out of you. Um, so yeah. Kick Sounds it off. Yes. Yeah, tell so, us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for the intro, Arlene. Yes. But you said something. You said, I'm the inspiration of a girl. Oh. Look at you, girl. <laughs> You're the inspiration right Thank here. You. Mama making Thank it big. Thank you. We're trying. We're yeah. trying. Trying and succeeding. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. And then we can speak a little bit about how we met, um, like our goals, um, our grad school experience. Um, I want to talk about a clip that I saw on your Instagram. You make sure you follow Edna. We'll leave her um, Instagram name right here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that because I would want people to watch that because I think that's like a highlight reel almost of your life. Which and one? like your inspiration, the Mi Vida Loca. Oh, okay. The yes. story you did on Instagram, it was really cool. Um, and then we'll talk about what you're doing now yeah. and um, what your current goals are and how you hope to like pave the way for other people through your current career. Yeah, thanks. Our, thanks yeah. Our thing. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to share my story. Um, something that you said that really stood out is being part of the Latino culture community is really important just because I think that's we have to empower ourselves, power, yeah. empower more Latinos and give them more resources for other things. Um, so to start, yes, talk a little bit ahead. about my story. I grew up in South Central. Okay, hey. there you go. Hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in South Central, you know, to, yes. know, to a very in a very machista culture mm -hmm. and for those people who i don't know uh should i explain machista yeah you can, okay, you so can. i'm sure a lot of people will probably already know but let's explain it to them um in case there are any people that don't know what that is yes yeah, yeah okay so basically machista culture is where the man is very the dominant he's yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like the ruler and Boo. i know girls are treated like second hand yes. second class citizens and mm -hmm. it's very unfortunate but that's how i was treated i was treated like garbage my yeah. dad treated me like crap you know mm -hmm. it was very more like um 
education was not something big for him, at least for me. With yeah. My sister, yes, but for me, it was just very different. I had a, I had a very traditional upbringing, yes, uh-huh. very traditional in the sense that I was told what to do, mm-hmm. how to behave, how to act, and I think that really manifested itself into me becoming to this angry adult. Okay. And a lot of people didn't know that about me. A lot of people mm-hmm. didn't know that I was deep down hurting because outside I portrayed myself as this cool Happy. girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like most people do. Like most yeah. people go out in the real world and say, hey, you know, I'm this person, I'm that, but go home at cry at the end of the day. <laughs> eat a whole tub of ice yeah, cream at night. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that yeah. Was me, so. yeah. yeah. I just grew up in a very male dominant world and i didn't like that from the beginning i knew that that's not hey that's not my world i don't want to be part of that i want to be different i want to have i want to use my voice to speak yeah. for the for women yeah good okay so let's talk about a little bit a little bit about how we met Ooh. we went to graduate school mm-hmm. we both were in the same program and this kind of ties back to your story i think um and why we click so well so when i started our grad school program i was the freaking outsider like straight up i think we all knew this um i came into the program late first of all i think everybody was laughing at me because i literally started school what a week later than everybody else um so i was kind of the outsider i didn't really fit in like we were all the same we were all like latinos in graduate school for the most part um but i was kind of like the outcast because i was a week late so i didn't know anyone and i feel like a lot of people from the program already knew each other Mm -hmm. so everyone was like super tight and like not clicky but everybody just had like their people and i used to not like really talk i was a little shy um and i am still like a little shy with like depends like who i'm with all that stuff um And so for like, I would say like a few weeks, like it was just like me doing my own thing. And then naturally, because we had projects and mine was about sports, I got to be classmate or in a group with all the boys, which like always happens to me. Um, And I only talked to the boys. And then there was like a bunch of girls in our cohort and I just like never talked to anybody else. And then after a while, I think another project came up and I think I had a missed class or like something happened and there was an open spot with a group and it happened to be your group and Edna was super opening, super welcoming to me. So were you. Uh, <laughs> I grow I have no choice. <laughs> um, she was super um, welcoming. And I think even from just speaking in the classroom, like the things you said, like always resonated or like we kind of would always like hype each other up like in the classroom. And then me and you just clicked and we started talking, hanging out more. Like I remember we exchanged numbers. Um, And I feel like you and I have a very similar yet different upbringing um, or just like the way we think. And yeah, so we really click. Um, You grew up in a traditional household. I didn't. But even then, like some of our values and some of the things that we um, vocalize are very similar. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to tie back one of the videos that you posted on Instagram. It's called Mi Vida Loca. And I found it super interesting because when we look at you or when people look at you the automatic assumption is what off your physical appearance and you talk about this in the video well 
<laughs> usually, well, usually people tell me that I'm really dumb or they'll assume that I'm dumb or they'll think I'm a chola or they'll think that yes. I'm <laughs> trash or something. <laughs> not trash. I'm not going to lie. When I thought that, I, when I saw you for the first time, I thought that too. Like, oh, this girl's a chola. Like, check her out. That's She's so in funny. grad school. <laughs> like, get in. You know, when I, the first time I saw you, I remember we were all in a seminar. We were in a circle and you walked in and I was like, God. Damn, <laughs> that girl's gorgeous. Aww, yeah, thank you. I was like, thank no, you. I, I walked in with my Kobe. I think I have a crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, thank like we you, were saying, you. yeah, we all kind of just grew a cool bond. We grew into like, yes. a family. Yeah, we grew into a family, and getting to know you better, I started realizing, like, holy fuck, this girl's smart as fuck. Um, so I want to tie that back to your video. And in that video, you explained that people judge you based on your appearance, mm -hmm. um, that you went to school and people would question you about how you got better grades than everybody else without knowing you just on like what you look like. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's very important because I went to public school. Uh, you went to private school, right? Mm -hmm. um, but being in public school, um, I feel like that happens a lot and I feel like a lot of people, a lot of kids, a lot of Latinos, a lot of people of color um, in schools automatically like dumb themselves down and that causes them not to try or not to be, not to pursue what their dreams are mm -hmm. or want to be better people. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your story, um, how people kind of were condescending to you, how you overcame that and how that's like inspired you to do what you're doing now. Totally. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So since I was little, I faced a lot of racism from my teachers, believe it or not. And I already felt bad from them. And then my dad, I would come home and there was a lot of like, oh, you're not smart. You're not dumb. I mean, you're not smart. So you're, you're not going to yeah, succeed. Yeah. So that carried on to, that actually hurt my self-esteem a lot. Yeah. And then when I went to high school it was very different like you said i went to the private school mm -hmm. and that really like shook me because that type of education is very very intense mm -hmm. and i felt i i didn't feel really yes and no judged there but yeah. it was more like you said girls didn't dumb themselves down in that school mm -hmm. where you were saying that yeah, girls yeah. would dumb themselves down in private school no it was very competitive but in a mm -hmm. way that challenged you to always think outside the box yeah so that's what i liked about it yeah but then when i went to college i started noticing it was actually a lot of hispanic people um judging me too mm -hmm. and judging my appearance and thinking that i'm really dumb it got to a point where i was telling myself who cares about what other people think? You got to do you for you, girl. Yeah, yeah. So I really live off that model. Like, do you for you. And what does that mean is don't do something to impress X, Y, and Z person. Do yeah. something that will help you feel good about you. Just doing stuff that was challenging or was so scared. And that's what the thing that holds a lot of people back is that fear. Like, yeah. for me, it was that fear of people perceiving me as un unintelligent, okay. not yeah. smart. So... You just get over that shit and go like, okay, what's, <laughs> how can I, how can I prevail? How can I keep pushing through? How can I get better and be better? Yeah. And that's what I taught myself at a young age. Okay. You can't be like this. You have to be different. You have to think outside the box. If yeah. you don't know how to do it here, what can you do about it? Don't yeah. feel sorry for yourself. I feel like in our community, um, mental health is kind of like a taboo. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not taken seriously. And I feel like some people can't do that. Some people can't like prevail and like move forward and just do whatever the hell that they want to do. They let whatever people tell them or like their self-doubt get to them and not 
allow themselves to achieve whatever their goals are. Can I pause uh, you right there? Yeah. It's not that they can't, it's they won't and they don't want to. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. Their, their unwillingness to open up and just try something new, new. and just yeah. go and fuck different. it. Let me yeah. just throw myself in there. And like <laughs> from your experience, like obviously you've been through like a rough upbringing and the way that you were treated. So from your experience, how has that helped you? And you think that can apply to other people? When you have really, when you're having struggles with your mental health and you don't really know what to do with it, mm -hmm. you either, how do I say it? Like you just, you, you spiral you down, spiral you have down a downfall more, yes. instead of like moving up and being better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or you decide to tell yourself, okay, I think something's off something's not right I feel that I need that extra help and you make yeah. yourself that priority and say okay I'm gonna seek help mm -hmm. a lot of the times I notice that a lot of people don't seek help and the people who do not seek help end up just becoming this yeah. angry version of themselves or like this worst version of themselves. yeah I did I did I definitely came from a family like I said yeah. very traditional and then I got into a lot of toxic relationships mm -hmm. and they got from bad to worse mm -hmm. and I felt like I needed help but there yeah. was no one I can talk to like there was all these issues I was going yeah. through and these changes in my bodies and I wanted someone to and I know I couldn't talk to my parents you know yeah I feel why like, do you think you couldn't talk to your parents because they're very, I think how we yeah. all feel <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we all feel like we can't talk to a parent well mm -hmm. a lot of people can talk to their parents or feel like they can't well Really quick, I'm in life coaching. They tell us like not to use the word can't. So that's why I'm okay. Having, like, yeah, no, this. sorry. So, no, go no, ahead. No, 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 they don't. Why don't yeah, they yeah. talk to your parents? <laughs> okay. Because they feel judged mm -hmm. or they feel that they will get in trouble, ridiculed yeah. for saying I something. I feel that a lot. And I feel like with us too, um, I think we come from um, immigrant families. Mm -hmm. So when you have parents that are immigrants and they came here, they obviously sacrificed a lot. Um, they've been through a lot. Their experiences are pretty real, raw, grimy. Mm -hmm. um, and I get that feeling, too, where even if for me, it was always like I can't speak up or I can't complain mm -hmm. because whatever I'm going through in life, it's probably nowhere near like what my parents have gone through. So it's always that like you don't have it that bad mm -hmm. or like that's stupid. Like, why are you why are you sad over that? Like, just get over it. Yeah. So they trivialize your experience. They make it seem like it's not significant but when in reality that's the thing that's really the thing you need help yeah 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 i definitely think that a lot uh, mental health is something that should be more prevalent in the latino community not only there mm -hmm. and in low-income communities yeah too as definitely well, because and you were talking about immigration um and immigrants and how they have these expectations for us you know the millennials yeah yeah our family or the immediate person, people we grow up with, that's called our tribe. Mm -hmm. Our tribe is they teach us what to think, what to value, what to believe yeah. in, what's important. And when you think outside of that realm, they judge you. Yeah. They tell you, no, 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 you're thinking outside of the tribe. So that's mm -hmm. not right. And you get punished for it. Mm -hmm. And then that's why you see like a lot of people rebellion, rebellion, rebelling. rebelling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see a lot of people rebelling and um, their tribes get angry at them. And yeah. that's what I did. I know that I know that my family was going to be very disappointed in me by deciding to say fuck it and do my own thing. Yeah. And just learn my own way own of ways life. of yeah. life. Yeah. So how does your family feel about that now? They don't I don't really have a relationship with my 
have family, believe it or not. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay because um, a lot of people feel pressured. And I feel like a lot of Latino people feel pressured to just always be in that tribe. You have to take care of family before, yeah, uh, before anything. anything. If your family is toxic, if your family members are bringing you down cut them out <laughs> you know yeah and it's okay it's okay in the beginning it's hard it's it's um if they're just bringing toxicity like i keep saying mm. to your life it's not good can i give you an example yeah like of course first being very honest and, and vulnerable in this yeah. conversation I definitely don't see me having a relationship with my father in the future he's yeah. just not someone i um it's just he's just the man and yeah it's okay to see him that way your story is very inspiring um you've been through a lot of shit mm -hmm. like straight up we know that um you've told me your own personal stories and it's ranged from like a variety of things whether it's like going getting almost arrested <laughs> yeah <Just> no <laughs> and what i like about you specifically too is i remember you once told me that we we both were um teaching assistants at Cal State LA and we taught a communications class. <laughs> so if you're our old students, yes. I come in below. <laughs> um, and one thing I liked about you is that you always put things in like real life scenarios. And we taught at Cal State LA, which is a Latino dominant, mm -hmm. should we say Latinx? Yeah. Okay, Latinx dominant community. Yeah. And these kids have gone through shit. Mm -hmm. And like a majority of them like, don't know why they're in school right. don't know what they're doing with their life have gone through a lot of shit similar that you've gone through that i've gone through so it was really cool to be a latina graduate mm -hmm. student who taught other people like us yeah. in class and i remember you told we always did this thing where at the when we wrapped up the class the final class um we tried to do like something inspiring or something cool or something motivating so i remember you told me that um and your students fucking loved you your students i love my like, students i love them <laughs> your students loved you and i remember that you told you told them at, in your last class you told them your whole life story absolutely and you don't have to share that now but if you want to share like a recap of, recap of that that yeah. would be pretty cool but you told them your life story and i remember you saying that they were so touched mm -hmm. by you like students cried like mm -hmm. students came up to you and thank you for sharing that because they had similar experiences as you okay so it's a crazy story so here we go <laughs> it's actually one i haven't talked about it in public i okay. just share it with my students so okay. this is a very personal story yeah so i at that that age at that state of mind didn't know how to deal with my problems what age what age i was i want to say 21 okay. i think or 20 around yeah that i age. was doing crazy stuff at 20. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> so at that age i was just going through a lot of stuff i had a lot of issues and i had so much anger frustration and um i didn't know what to do so i just had i developed this habit of smoking weed but a okay. lot of it okay one night uh, my friend called me over and said hey you know do you want to drink with me and at that point i was just like, yeah whatever whatever mm -hmm. we ended up um buying beer and driving driving to my house we went to my house and i i told her hey let's smoke some weed no one's yeah. home i thought no one was in my house so we went in my um we went into my closet i locked the room 
we were in my closet and we started smoking and then my my ass had a pee i had a pee oh, so no. bad but i really thought no one was home yeah so i went to go pee and this this was around like 11 p.m in, at night mm -hmm. went to go pee and i come back and i'm I'm using the restroom and all of a sudden I hear my sister open and close the door walking and she opens my door to my room oh. and she says, Edna, what the fuck? What the fuck? And your sister is more like conservative. She, yes. Okay. She's, we're opposite, polar opposites. Mm -hmm. She is uh, super anti all that. And um, <laughs> I don't know what it's like. I know, I know, I know. I get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> She, um, yeah, she blew up and I was in the bathroom and I knew it was going to get bad. Mm -hmm. So I got out, I got out of the bathroom and I was like, calm down, please. Like, calm down. Let's just figure this out. And she didn't know how to react. So she just went full blown monster crazy. on me. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy. She started screaming. My mom got involved. Everyone started getting involved. And I was just at that point, it got so chaotic. Like they just started beating me mm -hmm. my mom and my sister they're hitting like physically me, physically hitting, hitting me mm -hmm. and my friend was in the closet and <gasps> oh i felt god. so bad for her i was like oh yeah. my god i'm so sorry you're witnessing the reality of my family this is yeah. how my family is yeah and uh, she booked it and i saw her book it so i try to run for it too but then, away from your family away from okay. my family yeah. so i was running and then my sister grabbed my hoodie and pulled me back oh and she's like God. oh no you're not going anywhere yeah so they were just going crazy my whole room was destroyed everything oh was destroyed God. and my mom called my dad you better get home your daughter's a piece of shit you should see what she's doing she's worthless yeah. um and my dad got home and sure enough he went crazy crazy yeah and, and i think like latinos have this thing of like hitting is like the solution yeah. to life for some reason where it's like i'm gonna like spank you and suddenly you're gonna be better I, or like you're just gonna get over it yeah. or you're just not gonna act the way yeah. this way anymore but it's like don't you think that would cause more anger you would <laughs> in think. my life yeah. you know yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know why they have this idea that hitting a child would just automatically make this child perfect or fix yeah the fix the situation or, or like make them scared of not doing it again but it's like wouldn't you think that i'm gonna rebel more if yeah. you do this yeah. yeah yeah so their logic was to instill fear that's mm -hmm. why and so my dad got crazy with me but my brother was able to calm him down mm -hmm. and i saw an opportunity to run back to my room so mm -hmm. i ran back to my room i locked the door mm -hmm. and i was panicking i was like okay what do i do mm -hmm. what do i do and um, my brother, all I I remember just him saying, Edna, he has a crowbar, and he grabbed <gasps> the crowbar. Oh my god! Yeah. So you can imagine how I was panicked. <sighs> I was panicked that night. So he yeah. grabbed the crowbar and he just tried to open the door um, forcefully. So I had to think on the spot. So what I did, um, I busted a window. <laughs> <laughs> I busted my window and just Ran jumped. Out. And mm -hmm. I jumped over a fence and I ran and I kept running for my life. And um, I ran and I remember crawling underneath a car mm -hmm. and I remember hearing a truck and I thought it was my truck. Because at that mm -hmm. time I drove a, a truck and I could hear the engine and I just heard, Edna, it's okay, we got you, no worries. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think anything of it. So I just jumped underneath, out of the under, I jumped out of um, the, car the car and ran into the car. And oh. I was like, drive, drive, drive. And I didn't see who it was. And oh. it was actually my uh, perverted neighbors. Oh, no. And then I just remember 
one of them he was an old man telling me like calm down it'll be okay and then he started like groping me and i just remember going like this situation's bad Mm. i don't feel right so i was like pull over pull over and he would get me over yeah Yeah. i was already panicked and then this guy does that to me and so i um i i grabbed the wheel and i pulled it over for him and Mm. i kicked the door and i kept running and i kept Mm -hmm. running and um i went into a house and at that time the person i was dating's friend lived there so i remember mm-hmm. that so i went into that house and this is just you running like in the block like crazy by yeah house. by my yeah. house mm-hmm. i was ro- yeah it was just crazy at this point it was in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. i was just running and i went inside this house and i was like please help me like uh, i i don't know what's going on this and mm-hmm. that and i calmed down and then he said my sister was at the door oh god and i was like oh shit yeah and my sister and i and i just said what what is it what do you want mm-hmm. and she's like the police are, they're right there and they're, oh my god. Yeah, they're like looking for you because what happened well, i forgot to mention is prior to me going under the car i went to another neighbor's and mm-hmm. i was knocking please open please help me, mm-hmm. help me. but uh obviously they didn't it was late at night here's a teenage girl or like a girl yeah running around crazy i'm sure they didn't want to get in trouble so i don't blame them for yeah. closing the door on my face <laughs> yeah but oh they closed the door on my face yeah <laughs> and it's okay um and then yeah the police was there and uh nothing nothing came about it my sister just said you have to walk a straight line and walk right past them like nothing mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. and that's what i did Mm-hmm. I walked right past the police with no shoes, mm-hmm. one sock, oh my God. broken sweater, yeah, with bruises, and I just walked straight. And I was really upset at that time. I was really upset with my sister because I was like, "You put me in this situation. You You're supposed this. to have my back." Yeah, yeah. I blamed her, and that's mm-hmm. not correct because it was mm-hmm. my fault. I sh- mm-hmm. I should have fixed my. Act. Now I know better. Yeah, now I know yeah, better. Yeah, but yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was just one part of that night Mm -hmm. that night got even crazier (laughs) but that's for another day that's like part two um but that was just the beginning of just seeing that this can't be my life Mm -hmm. this cannot be my life i cannot live like this this is unhealthy this is so toxic um but nothing changed nothing came about it because Mm -hmm. i didn't seek help i didn't want help because yeah. i was too prideful like this is whatever this this is normal for me this, yeah this is my life this is my life yeah whatever that's not normal yeah so you're to recap your early 20s were a bit messy Ooh, messy's not, <laughs> not the correct word you weren't too happy you were probably going through self issues mm-hmm. that you were using specific things to yeah. use as an outlet yeah um, which caused your family environment mm-hmm. to not work out. Um, and there are other things that you've gone through um, that you've learned from now that you reflect and have overcome those things. And that has inspired you to be a life coach. Yeah. So tell us um, how you got yourself out of that bubble and tell us um, about your life coaching experience and what you hope to do with that. Yeah. So basically, I just kept getting into bad relationships one mm-hmm. after the other. Um, not only romantic relationship, friend friendship wise yeah. as well. It was getting pretty bad, and it was just one after the other. But each kept getting progressively worse mm-hmm. until the last one. Mm-hmm. The last one was like, like I said, the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. That was the worst or hardest relationship I went yeah. through. 
um, I, there was a lot of trauma there. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, this is it. After this one, this is a relationship. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you cannot do this to yourself. Yeah, and when you say like the toxic relationships, bad relationships, like don't tell us everything, but like give us examples of like what that means. Like, is it like I would like to give you a metaphor? Okay, go for it. <laughs> if this metaphor, because I, every like I said, everybody has a different definition of what that may be. But go if ahead. The person I used to date was right here, and. He would grab a piece of trash and throw it on the floor and say, no, Eat it. not that he ever did. No, or not yeah. that any, mo- any of but that was like, like the metaphor. Yeah. The yeah. Metaphor. Oh, no. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how I was. And I was always trying to please people. I was always trying yeah. to put their needs, their wants before mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. And that just crushed me. Mm-hmm. And there were be- there were a lot of moments where they would lie to my face and I knew it, mm-hmm. but I didn't care for myself so because just, you just wanted those people in your life yeah okay yeah that's uh-huh. what it is i i thought so low of myself that i told myself this is how you deserve to be treated mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm. this is the best you're you're gonna yeah. get so don't fuck it up i kept yeah. telling myself that but that also probably stemmed from the home stuff right mm-hmm. and like constantly being reminded of those things yeah and you know what's funny we always tell ourselves we're not going to be like our parents and we're then not you end do... up in the same i know yeah. <laughs> you know and i was telling you about yeah. the tribe it's like your tribe yeah so that was when i um all that happened and you know i really met charles and Aww. charles he's right here partner. you can see him ah, the other way working on his own flipping the book <laughs> yeah, <right there>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah charles did like uh he came into my life and completely like shook me yeah shook me and it wasn't easy because when you grow up with those values with those machista values it's so instilled in your mm. brain so it's not like okay overnight that's it i'm cured yeah hell no it doesn't work like that yeah, yeah. you got to be patient practice and want to be better to mm-hmm. be better yeah yeah so charles really helped me see myself for who i am and mm-hmm. told myself girl you got to respect yourself he Aww, told me like that he was him he was the one who told us told me like we girl love that. yeah <laughs> don't for settle for anything less <laughs> yes, than a charles yes. <laughs> that's it right or there. very or very yeah. <laughs> You see different. I see the world differently now. Good, yeah. yeah. As you should. Yes. Yeah. Now you got me fucked up if any motherfuckers would do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just what happened was that that was just it for me in terms of toxic everything. Toxic yeah. people, friends, family mm-hmm. members. I was like, I need a change. I need a I need to be different. So that's what life coaching does. It's mm-hmm. life coaching helps people who are stuck or mm-hmm. who feel like they don't know what to do. Why are mm-hmm. things unfolding the way they are? Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned a lot about myself. Good, and yeah. life coaching gives you that slap in the face you need to go, oh, shit, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for a lot of people. And it was hard for me in the beginning, too, because you're fighting with your ego. Yourself. Yeah, yourself. Yeah. You're looking at yourself and you think you're this way. But yeah. in reality, no. Yeah, no, that happens to me a lot. And now as a mom, I'm like, I know what I want to be and then I have like my bad days and like my bad moments and I'm like this isn't where I want to <laughs> be like what the hell like I'm like downgrading then instead of getting myself better um but that's really really cool what are some like when I think of life coaching it sounds a lot like therapy and I haven't been to therapy so I don't fully know what that's like 
but I have an idea of what it's yeah. like. So is it like therapy or is it more of like, cause like therapy, I feel like you talk about your problems and they kind of guide you through, right. I think, I assume, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, they guide you through those problems and helping you work those things yeah. out. Um, but is life coaching like that? Or is, I, I literally picture like a, like a hype person, like yeah. you're a bad bitch, you're yeah. gonna have a great day, but yeah. I don't know, I have no, no yeah, idea. Yeah. Like That's tell us what, what's, what yeah. it's like, yeah. So it's very, very different from therapy. I. I'm totally for therapy. It's just different because therapy looks at your past traumas, your past Got emotional it. experience, whereas mm -hmm. life coaching looks at now what actions you can do now to change your life. Okay. Um, so it looks more at the present. Mm -hmm. And for life coaching, it's not like someone, okay, you're going to be a badass or give them affirmations. Yeah. What yeah. happens is the coach and the client have like a 45 to an hour in-depth and very insightful conversation about the client's life mm -hmm. life's life goals their mm -hmm. ambitions their values and beliefs um, because sometimes we think we value this sometimes we think we believe this in reality we're not acting like it completely yeah <laughs> think about me as an example when i used to be me in my early 20s i thought i was strong confident mm -hmm. girl mm -hmm. but then i look, thought so too and then i had a baby and i'm like oh I'm my gosh a, I'm a mess i'm a mess <laughs> no, don't say that early don't say that you're a good mom you're a great mama <laughs> thank you yeah but think about it uh a lot of us think we are this way and mm -hmm. it, it takes and, and this is what I've learned along the way too. A lot of people think I can, like, I, I, I don't need this. This is just dumb. Mm -hmm. But if you're struggling, if you're still getting the same results you've mm -hmm. been getting, or you're still dealing with the same you drama, need to do something different. Do something different. Yeah. Those are low risk problems. They get yeah. you nowhere, mm -hmm. nowhere in life. Yeah. You need those high risk problems. Like Barry, <laughs> like Barry threw himself out there and mm -hmm. just said, Fuck it, I'm gonna do my business and look. Mm -hmm. Now it's booming even more. There you go. No, okay. there you go. <laughs> yeah. I love that. No, that's super, super cool. Um, and we're gonna start wrapping these this up. But um when I think of Edna and when like I hear of Edna being a life coach, I always think about like this is the perfect person and this is like the person that we need as a life coach. Um, so I'm Thank very, you. very proud of you. <laughs> um, and with that, like I said in the beginning, please follow Edna. She's a badass. Um, she's really cool, very genuine person that you just want to talk to and be Thank around. You. you too, you too. You <laughs> Even too. when Barry met you, like he's felt the same way. So we just had to bring you on. And you're our first guest. Like oh that's my super, gosh. super cool. That's but a it's lot of so pressure. crazy because I I um you, I don't want to say you're my resource because you're my friend, but like with being my friend, like you're super resourceful. I always reach out to you. I always ask you questions. Like I've asked you things about like your personal life, like advice, like therapy. And you do that with me too. Um, but it's so crazy because like I said, when I think of you, I think of like the perfect life coach and like as someone as, as someone who people need in their life. And like, I always think about like when my dad was sick and when my dad was sick, you were there for me a lot. Like I'll never forget. Oh my God, I'm going to say I need a life coach. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Oh my God. Okay. That's okay. Give yourself a second. <laughs> I hate being a mom. No, no. That's okay, Arlene. Why am I crying? <laughs> so you know, sometimes we laugh while we cry because we're not sure what emotion how, how to feel our emotions all of them yeah, it's okay it's cry you bought my dad a coloring book and pencils because he was at home and that, that was very nice and like a form of like you thinking of like somebody else and like therapy and stuff um and i even tell like um 
when I think of people in my life that have problems, <laughs> I always think of you, right? And I tell you that, like, you need to talk to my cousin or, like, I would want you to talk to this person because I feel like you're just, like, such a positive person is what I was trying to get that, get at and not cry. <laughs> but I cried. Um, but with that, we are doing a giveaway, and I'll let you explain yes. the giveaway because you will do a way better job than I will. No. Um, we are doing a giveaway. So, Edna, take it away and explain what the giveaway is. Thanks, Arlene. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, I want to give back to the community, give back to people, Yay. give back because that's my purpose in life. My purpose in life isn't to work a nine to five job. My purpose is to to give to the people who helped me, yeah. who helped others. Yeah, you we know? love that. Yeah. yeah. So we're, I'm going to give two scholarships. Yes, for life Clap coaching. <laughs> for life coaching for three sessions. Okay. So each person, I'm going to pick two people. And um, they're going to get three sessions each. And okay. these conversations are going to be 45 to an hour long. And they decide whether they want to call me or they want to do via Skype, FaceTime. And we just look at their life Yay. and what they want to achieve. I'm, gonna, I'm about to enter this giveaway because clearly I need it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, but I do want it to be... I want people to enter who really want change, okay. who really are serious and dedicated. Like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Or I feel like I need a new beginning. I need to be different. Yeah. Those are the people who who should really ben who will benefit, benefit. greatly. Yeah. yeah. Or people coaching. that are going through stuff, right? Yes. People that are going through like a major life change. I think we're all going through stuff right yeah. now with COVID yeah. and like this complete different life change that nobody's used to. Um, so that's really cool. So yeah. we're doing this giveaway. Um, when I think of Edna, I'm super hyping her up. But like, I truly <laughs> believe this and I would not hype someone up when I didn't believe in them or like so truly um, look up to them. So when I think of Edna, I think of the word chingona. To enter the giveaway, please um, comment below the word chingona. Subscribe to Barry always does this. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Subscribe to our channel. Follow Edna and then comment the word chingona below to enter the giveaway and we'll announce the winner on the next episode. Yay! Yay! So this wraps up Yay. our first guest. Barry, come here. Come. Join us. <laughs> Say hi. Say hi to the people. We know you miss Barry. I'm a little bit more fun. Woo! Thank you perfect. so much for watching. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so for joining much. us. Thank you. By the way, we were super safe. We both had COVID tests, so yep. do not even come mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. um, we'll announce the giveaway soon and follow Edna, the Thank baddest you. bee out there. Right back at you. Right back Yay. at you. <laughs>